greater than x. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Xbox Drive. I am one of your hosts, the man on the moose, Ryan Turford, and I am joined by the first time in a fortnight by, you know, special guests, the Muffin Mon, Kevin Ainsworth. Kevin, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Ryan. Always love coming to hang out here at Carpool Gaming. So we're going to have some fun. Finally, we can finally you have someone to talk about JRPGs with, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, to be fair, I get to talk about JRPGs with Sean. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just, you know, it just happens. We get to talk about more JRPGs. In fact, we can be really nerdy. In fact, we can just make this like the RPG cave, Kevin, if you want to. Mm, There's an idea. I mean, you did talk, do like a review for Trails for Azure this week, which isn't even on Xbox. But, you know, (laughs) it's it's technically Xbox adjacent because it's on PC. That kind of counts. See? Lots of stuff. Um, but we should probably roll into the show proper. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, those are a number of awesome ways you can do that. Number one, of course, if you're watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, and then ding, 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 ring that notification bell to know you notified whenever we go live with a live stream like this one, or whenever we put up a new video like Matt's innumerable shorts while court is actually away on vacation in texas um you can check all that over on the youtube channel youtube.com slash carpool gaming also if you're listening on the audio feeds don't forget to subscribe to us if you haven't subscribed already and then of course rate us if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify leave us a nice you know apple podcast review as well all that stuff helps the show get discovered and then last but not least if you want the show a little bit early on the audio side or if you want some exclusive, exclusive content, you can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, throw a little tip in the old tip jar, and out comes content. Well, without further ado, Kevin, let's just hop into things. Let's grab our eight tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist, so we got to talk about all the games we've been playing this week, and I think, I think this is going to kind of be the bulk of our show this week, talking about games. So, uh, Kevin, start us off. What have you been playing, my friend? Uh, so you, it's not an Xbox game, but you mentioned it in the start. Um, I did play The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure, which, Ryan, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've played this game yet. It is a masterpiece. Ooh. This game is so good. Like you said, I did a full review over at Save the Game Media if you want to go hear my full thoughts, but this game blew me away. It's not like Trails uh, from Zero where it's like a lot of two-hour dialogue boxes and like very slow setting up the world. This game starts fast and furious and doesn't let up. It's basically like the last chapter of Zero the entire time. Plot twists going crazy. I loved this game, Ryan. I'm so excited for... I know Matt's playing it, and then whenever you get to it, I'm so excited for you guys to jump into this. Nice. Yeah, I, honestly, I just haven't... Because there have been so many releases the last couple of weeks, like, I'm I'm still playing Octopath and other stuff that we'll get to in, in a second, so it's just like, I don't even know where I fit this one in, but I definitely need to, of course make sure that I fit it in at some point. And, and mm-hmm. yes, I know I can't see points out in the chat. It's not on Xbox. That's true. But Sean and I decreed on the show a few weeks back, because after I got my new PC, of course, that PC games are eligible to be talked about on the show. Cause we don't have a PC podcast yet. And of course this game's on PC. So 
There is the, you know, there is that out there. Um, Where do you play it though, anyways? Because I know the last time with Trails from Zero, there was a big difference between the PS4 version and the other versions of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But did you play on PlayStation again this time, Kevin? I played it on PlayStation again. I will say things were legible this time. I could read signs and stuff. So I don't know if they like touched anything up or it just this one happened to always look better. But I I could read some things this time. But the game is just way better than From Zero in general. Okay. Yeah. Thank God for that. Because, yeah, that was a big problem in Trials from Zero is the PlayStation version. You couldn't read any of the signs because they were super low poly count, whereas on the all the other versions of the game, the PC version and the Switch version, it was fine. So very yes. weird thing. So uh, if we want to talk about a game that is on Xbox, though, I have played and beat a 3D platformer called Hell Pie, which people probably have not heard of. It's a indie, maybe a double A game, if you want to go that far, that you can pick up. Uh, it's on everything. You basically play as a demon. And the objective is to collect the most disgusting ingredients in the world to make a birthday pie for Satan. Um, it has a lot of conquers energy, if, if people know what I mean by that, where it's very like crude and gross. And it was a lot of fun. I was thinking about getting the 100%, but then there's a glitch trophy achievement, whatever you want to call it. So that kind of put a a stop in my sales there. But this game was a lot of fun. It has great platforming mechanics. Uh, Basically, you get to have a little angel with you the entire time and you get a double jump. But then you can also use a chain that the angel has to swing through the air like Spider-Man, which allows you to extend and like skip platforms. It's just a ton of fun. Really love this. If you're into 3D collectathons, I highly recommend that one. Nice. That's actually sounds really interesting. I didn't even know that this game actually existed until you brought it up just now, Kevin. Yeah. And it's like $24 or something. It's very cheap. So that's what I'm saying. It's in that indie double A range. So if you want something that's really cheap and fun uh, and it's not too long, I think I rolled credits in about nine hours. So it's a pretty good time. Nice. Nice. Well, look at you over here beating so many games and you have a job. This is what happens. Like you have a job and you're able to beat games. How does that even work? I don't know. And I just started my next one. I'm playing uh, Yeez the Oath of Felgana, Ryan. I'm going oh back. I, I did that Yeez sale, picked up a bunch of games. So I'm, I'm making my way through those. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love I love the <laughs> of course, Sean Capri in the chat's just like, excuse me, probably from, you know, that giant, you know, word soup that you just threw out there because you know the ease games they they love the long titles anyways but um again it's you're playing more rpgs than me which is just weird to think about um because that doesn't happen very often with other people that i'm on the show with but uh, as for me i've been playing a couple games uh first off uh i've been playing a game that uh i talked about Last week, uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty, I've been playing that. Um, But the thing is, Kevin, I was really, really enjoying Wulong a lot. Um, I was having a great time with it. But then I became very, very sad very quickly because um, I I put the game down for the day. You know, I didn't shut off my console or anything like that. I, I, I shut down the game before I you know, signed off for the day properly, made sure I was properly saved and everything like that. Um, and I'm, I was in, in like chapter seven of the game. So I was like, you know, midway through the game. Um, come back the next day to play the game, like wake up the next morning. I was like, I want to I play more of this game. Uh, my save was gone. So I had to basically start over with this game. And I got to chapter two again and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I can pull it together and do this because it's always like it, it's always like a hurtful feeling when your save disappears from a game. Um, and it's just 
this just really kind of killed any momentum this game had for me, unfortunately. So I actually don't know if I'm going to go back to this one as much as I'm enjoying it. Because the, the nice thing is it is on Game Pass, so I didn't have to I don't feel bad because I didn't buy the game and in the save is gone. At least, it, you know, it happened with a game that is on Game Pass. Um, so I didn't have to go, you know, purchase it or anything like that. Um so I, I am thinking of maybe putting it down at least for a little while. And this maybe I get the it or like the itch for it later this year to maybe go back to it. Like I was really, really having fun with it. But yeah, when a save it's, disappears like that halfway through the game, it just it, it, it makes me hard. It's hard for me to want to go back to a game. Is that like a common bug that people are having? Is that just uh, just a random occurrence that you, you happen to get? No, it's not a common thing at all. Like I looked into it and. I, I like I I saw maybe one or two people report a similar issue on PlayStation, but that's it. Hmm. Like I haven't really seen anyone else kind of report this thing. So um, I, I might actually submit like a report ticket over on their forums and maybe, you know, I can have that flagged. So maybe they can fix it in a patch. So hopefully that hopefully we can get that fixed. But it doesn't sound like a common thing. Again, it doesn't sound like I did anything specific to trigger it. Like I went to the save point and saved and then I properly closed out of it, made sure the icon wasn't, you know, the save icon wasn't spinning when I was closing the game or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know what caused this one. Like it, it just seems like just a very random thing to happen. I even checked the cloud saves and the cloud saves weren't backed up properly. So it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Man. Super weird. I've heard I've heard some people have tech issues with that game, though, like cutscene yeah. stuttering and, and it's not the not the best performing game so far. Yeah. Well, again, the console version of the game has been solidly performing. It's mostly the PC version that is kind of all over the place because um, it, it, it sounds like they did like a straight port of the PS5 version um, to the point where there's actually PS5 button prompts in the game even if you're using an Xbox controller, which is oh, really bizarre. Love, love it. Love to see that. Yeah. Which actually something similar happened before again with, you know, Koei Tecmo with, um, um, what should we call it? The, uh, the Ninja Gaiden collection that, that PC port, they did something similar with that too, where it was like, not, not a great version. And I'm also hearing things like, uh, about, uh, the new Fatal Frame game also from them, which just came out today, which also has performance issues too. So it's just like, it's kind of a mess over there. But the other game I want to talk about, and I'm glad you're actually here for this, Kevin, because I know this is a game you played. Uh, the Dealfield Chronicle was Ooh, a game yes. you and I played last year, both really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. And there's free DLC that came out for the game, adding a bunch of new chapters to the game because um, it is Walter Quinn's story. So oh, best character in the game. Yes, exactly. I, I'm, I was so glad that they decided to, of course, bring hashtag best girl back um, to give us, you know, a, a full story about her going on this, you know, necromancer's journey. Um, of course, you're using all your same same units. Uh, if you've beaten the game already, um, you can just it, it's just a, a like an elevator you take in the main base down to the basement um, and then you can just pick up the story from there. And if you're brand new to the game, um, you, it just picks up after chapter six you can start playing that um but it, it kind of ties into the story into an interesting way uh again i'm not going to get into it for spoil, full spoilers both from the dlc or just from because there's spoilers for the story that mm-hmm. are incorporated in this dlc kevin as you can imagine with yes. the character <laughs> aforementioned there would be st- you know big spoilers attached to this dlc but it was a lot of fun just going back to dealful chronicle and just having fun with it the only my only gripe with this dlc but it was just 
there were no new trophies or achievements. Oh, so, I, was, I was about to ask you if there were new trophies or achievements because yeah. I got the hundred percent, and if there was, I was like, I gotta, I gotta prioritize this and go get my hundred percent back. Yeah, no, no hundred uh, percent. Like you've already got the hundred percent, you don't need to go back to this if you don't want to. Um, but I think it's really fun, and I, I also think um, it'll be easier for people who are playing this for the first time to get their hundred percent because um, that last trophy, the one to get all your characters to max level. Uh, I remember for some people, especially if you didn't do all the side missions or if you didn't grind at all, um, that was kind of a pain in the butt to get your characters to max level. Um, whereas this gives you enough experience in the middle of the game to then get you there. I think a mm. lot easier. So I, I think it's actually going to be easier to get the platinum now or get the full gamer score um, for this game with this DLC. But it's really good. Like, I actually really enjoyed the DLC for this game. And I I think it's definitely worth, well worth going back to. And you don't have to pay for it. If you own the game already, it's mm-hmm. just part of a free update for the game. So, you know, how, how long was it, Ryan? It was like six missions. So, oh, not bad at all. I, and some of the missions are actually pretty long like longer than the the missions from the normal game um like there was one where it actually took me like 20 minutes to do because, oh wow because it actually took a lot longer to do even with max level characters like that's that's actually super long because most of the most of the missions in the actual game are like five minutes long yeah exactly like and and there are shorter missions in there too it also gives you new side quests as well if you want to do even want even more content as well. Um, cause like side quests that don't appear in the main game, um, also exist here in the DLC. Um, and of course the best part, you get Walter Quinn back in your party. That's mm. the, be- that's, that's of course, that's priceless right there, Kevin. You like, we didn't really need them to do anything else from there. And it really also reminds me of what they did with Valkyrie Elysium last year, um, where they added like n- a new DLC chapter that was free where you played as the villain, um, in that game. Uh, and it was also really fun as well. So I like I like this idea and I hope square does more with this idea of doing maybe free DLC rather than, um, paid DLC, even if it's not super substantial. Um, cause I like the, the idea of that, um, that this presented where it's like, okay, you know, hop back in for an afternoon or, you know, for, for, you know, six to eight hours and just have a blast with the game you already enjoyed before. And if you haven't tried it again, it's just more gravy on top of the game that, you know, you're playing for the first time. Awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that one out. Uh, I know it was, it was one of my favorite games last year. I, I definitely criminally underrated people. You need to go play this game. It combines like RTS with some strategy. Like it's really awesome. I just love that game. Man. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So let's slam the brakes on this conversation. It is time for some breaking news. And we got a big one to start off the show today, Kevin, because Starfield officially has a release date. We've been waiting for a while for the game to get a new release date. It finally happened today. It'll launch on Xbox Series X and S on September 6th. Additionally, the Starfield Developer Direct which is going to be a big showcase surrendered just around Starfield is scheduled to follow the Xbox games showcase on June 11th. So that's actually gonna be like a really long day of us watching Mm -hmm. stuff. Cause like the showcase will probably be like a two hour showcase and then we'll get like a star Starfield, like half an hour to 45 minute showcase to follow it. Like, I think that's going to be an awesome day for Xbox. But what do you think, Kevin, about the release date of September 6th, because I, I know people are kind of all over the place with this one on the Internet, but I want to know what your take on this on this is. Before I say I want to I want to give my my thought that take the time to make the game you need, make it the best possible. But 
I think it's completely okay for me and many others to be disappointed that it is in September because when it was delayed, it was announced with Redfall that was being delayed, it said first half of 2023. Mm -hmm. And then you get the Xbox Bethesda showcase last year where they said all these games are coming in the next 12 months. And I know things happen and and the, the game development is hard. And there's plenty of games from that showcase that we still don't have release dates for and probably won't hit that window. But that just to me is more frustrating because then like why why make promises like that xbox why not just leave it a little not so confined um that's fine i'm excited for starfield it's still my one of my most anticipated games this year i thought it looked really good last time we saw it in the new trailer they dropped i saw you see people playing in the background i still think it looks a lot of fun i can't wait for it personally but i am disappointed that i do have to wait until september for it yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, don't get me wrong. It is a bit of a delay because we we were expecting in the first half of the year. But honestly, I think part of this plays into just Microsoft looking at the release calendar because that month that, that, that like because I, I think they were targeting June at one point. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about it, like Sean and I talked about it on the show before. Like that's when I think it was supposed to come out originally. But seeing, you know, Final Fantasy and Street Fighter and Diablo all pop into June, combined with the fact that Xbox is really heavily, um, you know, marketing Diablo. I don't know if you've seen the Diablo commercials lately that have been, you know, mm-hmm. all over YouTube. Like Xbox's branding is all over that game. So I, I feel like Xbox very much is trying to kind of make that almost feel like a first party launch in June in place of Starfield. Um, and, and in which case, I think this is more of a tactical move and less you know, an issue with the game itself. Cause I know some people's takes on this were a little, they were a little bit worried about the game because mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's been delayed multiple times be, uh, thinking that, you know, maybe this game's in trouble or something like that. I, I personally don't think that that's the case. I, this move to me screams like a strategic move based on the release calendar more than anything. Like it doesn't like, especially like how much more can they really improve the experience of Starfield in from June to September? when you really think about it get it to 60 fps that's what that's what we need because there's a bunch of those rumors going around that it's, it's going to be a 30 fps game uh todd howard has said you know they don't they don't care about frames all that much they're they're gonna they'll sacrifice that to to make the game they want to make give us a 60 fps mode if we're taking a little more time you know why not try to work out those kinks all right let's let's figure that out yeah yeah, I hope that they do that anyways. Or, but and again, I don't think you can really do that in, you know, the three months. No, I, no, think it might, no. I think it, more, it might just be it might just lead to it being a less janky experience, you know, when we get a day one versus, you know, Fallout 4 was or some of the other Bethesda, you know, game studios games. So if if it's come in September, are we where are we thinking Forza is coming? Because we still don't have a release date for Forza. And then I know people were, and, and I'm in this camp where I was kind of hoping Hellblade 2 would slot into like the winter. Mm-hmm. With this, I'm kind of feeling less confident about that. Yeah. I think that plays into this a little too, because Sean and I talked about it on the show multiple times as well. Sean and I both think Hellblade is supposed to be coming this year, or at least the the plan was it for was for it to come in this year. And maybe this plays into that a little bit too. Maybe Hellblade isn't ready. So maybe they move Starfield into the back half of the year where they maybe really need a game. And then they kind of have the one two punch of Forza and 
Starfield to kind of end the year this year. I, I do think, though, Forza is probably August or October is what I'm thinking Ooh. for Forza. One of the two of those. Most likely October if I was a if I was a betting man. Because oh. and to Sean's point, Sean's in the chat says Hellblade in November is guaranteed. Um, I actually kind of agree with Sean. I actually still think Hellblade is probably still on track to release this year in November. So then again, if you think about it that that way, you know, you you have Forza either in uh, August or October, and then Starfield in September, um, and then again October maybe for Forza, and then November you got Hellblade. Like that's a pretty strong fall lineup for Xbox. I'm- I'm good with that release calendar because you have you have a strong first half of the year, right? We have Hi-Fi Rush, we get Minecraft Legends, we get Redfall, we get Diablo 4, even though it's not first party yet. And then you, the summer's a little more quiet, and then you, you come back with Starfield, Forza, and Hellblade. That would be phenomenal if they can make that happen. Exactly. And even if one of those drops out, even if it's just two of those, I still think that's a pretty good holiday from Xbox even if it's just Starfield and um, uh, Forza. And not to mention, too, there's also a possibility that we might get another game like Pentiment or a Hi-Fi mm-hmm. Rush, like a smaller game from, you know, Xbox Game Studios that launches this fall instead if, you know, one of those two, like one of those three games can't make it as well. Like, I still think they have another smaller game that is unannounced yet that's coming out this year on top of all that. That'd be awesome. And and Sean says, don't you dare forget about Forza Horizon 5 DLC, Kevin. Yes, yeah, sorry. I'll hold my hands up. That's coming in like two weeks, right? I think. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which studio named the studio? It says Captain Logan in chat. If I'm a betting man, I will say, I'll say the studio is in exile. I'll say in exile has a random game just because. But truth be told, I don't actually know. But I, I just I feel it in my bones. I feel like there's another small project like that that we don't know about. Or Double Fine is the other one that I think could do it because, you know, it's been a little while since Psychonauts 2 came out. Um, and Tim Schafer is the type of person that might actually be, come up with a, like a smaller experience. So maybe Double Fine actually has something for later this year, like a smaller game. But those he, are kind of he, my ideas. He did say in a recent interview, I think with IGN, that um, the acquisition of Double Fine allowed them to bring forward projects that he yeah. had on the back burner. So maybe. Yeah, I think there, there could be some smaller games. But either way, I think, you know, September 6th, despite the delay, honestly, I think it's a good date for Starfield. And I'm glad that they're just getting out in front of it now and just saying it. And I hope it, you know, makes that date and it doesn't get delayed again. Like, but I also feel like if if they had any inclination that this was going to get delayed, they wouldn't have announced this date this early. So I, I feel like they're firmly planting their flag saying, yes, it is finally happening. This mm-hmm. is the year where we're finally going to get Starfield and it'll be on September 6th, which I'm excited. I'm excited for Starfield and I can't wait to see more at the uh, at the Xbox showcase, hopefully in person again uh, with with uh, with some people as well, because like we did last year. But we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll talk about that later. All right. Moving on, of course, it is the beginning of a brand new month, Kevin. So we got brand new games coming to Game Pass. And this is actually a pretty short list. I was kind of surprised how short this list was. Also, you know, Xbox cheated a little bit, Kevin, because on the website, you know, they use Dead Space and Dead Space 2 in the pictures. Mm -hmm. But then when you go read the article, it's like the cloud versions of Dead Space and Dead Space 2 or Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. It's like, cool. 
I, I guess you can play Dead Space 3 on your phone now. But um, the other games that are coming, we got Guilty Gear Strive out today. Your boy Ryan Turford's favorite fighting series, Guilty Gear, is actually on Xbox once again. Guilty Gear Strive is an amazing game. It was one of my favorite games the year it came out in. Um, and honestly, uh, y'all should play it if you're into fighting games. If you've never played a Guilty Gear game before, um, Strive actually does a really good job, you know, teaching you how to play fighting games through its big tutorial if you want to go through that. Um, it also has, you know, some seriously rocking music and some gorgeous visuals. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a really good game if y'all haven't played it. So definitely check out Guilty Gear Strive if you're into fighting games. But then additionally, we're getting Valheim, which is coming for, into game preview from PC. That's on March 14th. That's been out on PC for a while, but it's finally coming to consoles. Um, and then Sid Meier's Civilization VI coming on March 16th. And then Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, The Prince's Edition coming March 21st. So those are your March Game Pass games. What do you think about this lineup, Kevin, before we move on to the games leaving? I noticed they've been they've been dropping smaller lists this year so far, but mm -hmm. I feel like the quality is there, uh, yeah. especially this month where you get things like Wolong and Guilty Gear Strive is phenomenal, people. If you like fighting games, go play this game. I am two trophies away from the Platinum on PS5, which is like... I, I just can't beat that incredibly hard. Um, um, what is it? The the story mode, not the oh, story, yeah. no, not the story the arcade mode. mode. Arcade mode. Thank you. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. I could not beat the arcade mode boss at the end. He is just impossible. And people are like, "Oh, well, there's a glitch where you like pause it every time he does like a frame to try to cheese him." And I was like, "You think I'm way better at this game than than I am? All right, I cannot be doing that." So. Yeah. I'm super excited to jump into on Xbox where it has crossplay. I can finally play with my friends who didn't have a PlayStation. I, I know uh, Taylor, uh, TPR for those in the Discord, he had it on PC. So we have never been able to play together. Like he picked it up on PC, I had it on PlayStation. But now we can all play. It can be one big happy family. Super excited. And I know uh, Nino Kuni is a big get too. People really like that series. Yeah. Although I will say Nino Kuni 2 specifically is definitely much worse than the first one. It's not a bad game Ooh. by any means, but it's very, it's very different. It's kind of like a, it, it reminded me a lot of Brutal Legend, if you ever played Brutal Legend back in the day, where it's got a lot of real-time strategy elements, but um, it's because they they definitely changed up the formula because the first Nino Kunin was very much like Pokemon. Um, the second mm -hmm. one was was very a very different game, um, but it's definitely not bad. It's just different, so. Just throwing that out there as a thing. And Sid Meier's Civilization VI, I think, is also a really solid game as well. It doesn't run as well on consoles, obviously, as, as you know, PC. But um, I do think that's a really good get for Game Pass. But, Kevin, I would actually argue the list of games leaving Game Pass might be just as good as the games coming into it. So the following games are leaving Game Pass on March 15th. We got F1 2020, which is fine because we got F1 2021, of course. Uh, Goat Simulator. Kentucky Route Zero, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, hmm. Paradise Killer, Undertale, Young Souls, and Zero Escape, the Nonary Games. Uh, so make sure to check those out now or grab them while they are on sale. Of course, the highlights being Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, fantastic game. Uh, but I'm going to give a special shout out, of course, to Zero Escape, the Nonary Games, which is actually like a, a visual novel slash escape room simulator game um, that originally came out on the DS and the PlayStation Vita. Um, those games are really solid with fantastic stories with branching, you know, timelines and stuff like that. Um, and it's like a really good 
underrated series. Uh, so that's one that I, I hope people actually make sure to check out. But and then, of course, Undertale, you know, one of the best RPGs in the last 10 years, I think. All Sean's the- calling you out in the chat, Ryan. He says, yawn, that list isn't good. <laughs> so he's not impressed. I would say this is the great indie purge. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of these are very highly rated. I know people really liked Paradise Killer and um, the Escape Room one, which you were talking about that. Ethan, my co-host over Project X Talk, he, re- he played that one. I think he got the 100% in it. So mm-hmm. uh, people really like that. For me, this list doesn't hurt too bad. Um guardians i did play i enjoyed it for uh for a while i think it goes on a bit too long so mm. if you're looking to play it before it leaves you might not have time because it no. is a lot longer than you think it is yeah definitely like that's why like there at this point we're march 8th at this point when they're announcing this kevin there's no way anyone's finished marvel marvel's guardians of the galaxy or even zero escape the nonary games which actually isn't one game but it's actually a collection of two games oh. um so that and it takes like 40 hours to finish just the second one um oh. so the first one yeah the first one's a bit shorter it's about 15 to 20 hours so it's like a 60 hour game in total there's no way you're finishing it before it leaves game pass so um but that's definitely one People should keep on their radar for, you know, either for a sale or, you know, playing it later because I think it's a really good game. All right, moving on. We got one last news story. And again, this is a shout out to Hopple over the Discord who asked us a question about this. So I included this as a news story so we can talk about this a little bit. Just in time for St. Patrick's Day, our new Xbox controller is here. Velocity Green the controller is available now, as well as I don't know if you knew this, Kevin, but they actually created a Velocity Green hoodie to actually release alongside this on the Xbox Gear Store with a four leaf clover on the arm of the hoodie. So, which, so there you go. Uh, of course, Hopple in the Discord asks us the question, did y'all already order the new Velocity Green controller? Kevin Hit me with it. I know green is your favorite color of all time and you're excited about this, right? Yeah, yeah. I I hate green um, for anyone curious. Weird because I I love Xbox and that's like their color. I'm just every time there's an announcement for like a controller or this, I'm like, who's buying all these controllers? I just don't understand. You want to know? This is my Xbox One controller. (laughs) The original one that came with my Xbox One. I have not changed my controller okay like it's i just don't know who's buying all these controllers i keep the same controller the entire generation and then if it breaks i'll get a new one otherwise i'm not interested yeah i mean i'm not the type of person that collects controllers either i used to be that person but i'm definitely not that person now mainly because it's just like I only have so much room in my house for things anymore to the point where I'm actually like, y'all see all this stuff behind me. I'm like going to be downsizing some of this stuff pretty soon um, just to make room for for stuff at this point. Um, So it's just one of those things where I don't I just don't have room for extra controllers. Of course, though, I still have this Space Jam controller that was sent to us, of course. Very fancy. This is still probably my favorite controller. That's a nice looking controller that I have. You know, the Toon Squad, you know, it's basketball themed. It's it's Space Jam themed, Kevin. How can you get go wrong with Space Jam on controllers? So, like, I like collectible controller styles like this, like where it's based off a game or something like that. Like, I remember when Halo 3 um, did like the Todd McFarlane controllers. like though like where you had two different style of halo controllers for the 360 i remember those being really awesome and i had to have those um and i want to see them do more of that where it's like 
it's fine to do the solid colors, I guess, because I think more more normal people, I guess, or, or like non controller collectors are more into the, you know, the normal colors rather than, you know, having one based off a, a specific theme. Um, but you can but we have design labs for that where, you know, you can get if you want a green controller a velocity green controller, you could have actually already got one from design labs. In fact, funnily enough, Kevin, the design, uh, this controller looks almost identical to the rubber controller which is the Xbox Drive official controller that we actually created mm. through Patreon. The only difference is the rubber controller was black on the back instead of white. But otherwise, it was the same color and everything. So, which is just funny to think about. So, so this one's worse, is what you're saying. Yeah, it is kind of worse because it's yeah. not Xbox Drive specific is what yeah. I'm trying to say. But what I'm, but the main reason, to my main point, though, is I hope, I hope Xbox tries to do more with controllers like the Space Jam controller. Like, I, cause, especially because, like, you couldn't really buy the Space Jam controller either. Like, that was sent to specific people. And we see this all the time because, like, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of people are getting the Mandalorian, like, Grogu controllers with the little, like, um, controller hoodie um, based on, you know, Grogu's outfit from the Mandalorian. Um, we've been seeing a, lot, seeing a lot of influencers get that, but you can't go buy that or anything like that. So, like, I wish Xbox would do more controllers based on themes from games or, you know, movies and stuff rather than doing just solid colors like Velocity Green because that would get me more excited about stories like this, I think. Yeah, no, I I get what they're trying to do. Like, oh, look at us. We're so festive. We, we're we social. We're, everyone likes us. And it's St. Patrick's Day. But like for the this does nothing for me. I, I just don't care when they do stuff like this. I'm yeah. sure people out there have their 9000 controllers. They're like, how dare you? But you, you enjoy what you like. I'll enjoy what I like. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've seen plenty of video on on the internet of people who can collect controllers. Kevin, it's it's fascinating. Where you know, uh, seeing you know Kinsey Burke, for example, who was a, a developer over in Japan, her showing off her Xbox 360 controller collection, and there's like 500 different types of controllers. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, who's I love got, who's got that thing. many batteries? What's, what are you doing? How do you choose which one to use? That's true. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, the best part is usually if someone's collecting controllers like that, you're keeping them in the box and you're not really oh, taking gosh. them out. So you're not really using them. You're probably using just a random, you know, blue uh, Xbox controller like the one I've got on my desk here. This and, is and a in it. this is a Sean Amiibo situation where they're all trapped in their boxes forever. Yep, exactly. So someone's got to free them from the boxes, Kevin, at some point. Mine are freed. They're down. They're down there. I can't yeah. point because the camera, but they're down there. Yeah, they're free. I mean, people will get to the point, at least if you point out. <laughs> Not all of them <laughs> Good God. Well, let's let our friends in the car with us. It is time for the carpool. We got one question this week from the Discordia, besides Hopple's question, of course. Thank you, Hopple, for writing in your question. Also, this question is from Blaze Knight, who asked the question, I started a dozen different games, but I can't seem to stick with any of them. I'm in a bit of a gaming slump right now. What do you all do to get out of gaming slump? So first of all, Kevin, as the, the two individuals who have jobs, in fact, in theory, I could have titled this episode, uh, two people with jobs talk about video games. Um, I want to know from you, do you ever really get into gaming slumps, you know, knowing how many games you actually, you know, finish a year at all? Um, I don't know if I'd get into gaming slumps there. Like I might go like a week where I'm like, oh man, there's nothing I really want to play. Like nothing new I want to play. And I'll, I'll go play the, the games I'm always playing in the background, like FIFA or Super Smash Brothers, just those games where I can always jump in, play a few games and have fun for a little bit. But 
when that happens, the answer for me is either do something else, like go watch a movie, watch TV, like catch up on some TV shows you've, you've missed because I do not watch any TV. So there's tons of series. I just have no idea. Like when was the last time I even watched an episode of? If that doesn't work, then I would say think about games that you wanted to play but never did and look for sales. That's kind of what I've done right now where I've, I've played all the new stuff I wanted to play. So and then I went, was like, oh, I remember that 3D platformer Hell Pie. I'll, oh, it's on sale. I'm going to pick that up right now. Or all the Yeez games. And I, I got into those last year. They're on sale right now. So it's like I'm not spending a ton of money because I'm getting these games very cheap. So even if they like I don't get to them right away, it's nothing, not, a, not a big loss for me. Mm-hmm. But then you might be like, oh, well, I wanted to play them. And now you jump into them and you, you do feel like, oh, this is this is what I was looking for. That's that's my recommendation. That's what I do. Just either take a break or find some some cheap games. Yeah, this is a, that's some good advice. And like my piece of advice, you know, not too different. I would say number one, first thing I will I will say, Blaze Knight, don't force it. Like don't force yourself to play something if you're not in the mood for it, because that will actually make you not want to play games more in a lot of ways. So don't try and force yourself to play games if you're not, you know, feeling it or or anything like that. Um, But for me, whenever I get into a gaming slump, which does happen, yes, Ryan Turford actually does sometimes fall into gaming slumps where I just, it's hard for me to play stuff. Um, For me, it's just, I usually go into, you know, it, playing video game comfort food for me or the equivalent of that, which is usually I'll, I'll load up the NES and play, you know, Mega Man one through six and do that or play Super Metroid or like an, of an old game that I played a million, bajillion times. That's a familiar experience because I've always find that playing games that are almost like the equivalent of comfort food for me, like games that feel nostalgic to me, Kevin, are like the things that really pull me back into gaming and make mm-hmm. me like remind me like, Oh, this is why I like gaming. Cause I just like having fun like that. So yeah, I really enjoy um, playing games like that. And that, that's kind of how it gets me back into games is usually um, jumping into games um, from like, that, I've, that are older or games that I've, you know, don't really have to invest time into as well. Like anything that's a quick experience that I, you know, I can play in an afternoon and stuff like that. And then of course go do something else, and then come back when I'm really feeling games again. Like that's how I feel about that. I would agree with that. I think that's a good exa- a good example for me is uh, Tales of Symphonia is always installed on basically every device I own, so I can always just like hop in and like play a little bit and just have that nostalgic feeling. But one thing I another another tip I wanted to point out was maybe try a multiplayer game. Uh, I don't know if you're into multiplayer games, but sometimes the the burnout can feel like playing alone. And then if you have someone like talking to you and like you guys are playing together, it might reinvigorate like the fun factor. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, my, my other method, of course, just play a bunch of Final Fantasy 14 and eventually, eventually I'll want to come back and play and play other games again, because like. I, I, I don't know, uh, Kevin, if you felt this a similar way, but like in February when we were getting a bunch of different games, I was definitely feeling it where I kind of had the Netflix syndrome where I had mm-hmm. so many different choices of things of new games to play that I almost just didn't really settle on playing anything. And I kind of mm-hmm. just stared at my Xbox and my and my PlayStation screens with like a bunch of new games to play, even a bunch of stuff from last year. That, that were you know, were holdover games um, and then just never really deciding on anything. Um, the, like I, that definitely happens from time to time too. 
Oh yeah, for sure. The end of February was rough for me because I had like a Dragon Ishin. I had uh, Trails to uh, Azure. The review copy came in around that time. I had Kirby. Like all these games just came out basically within two days of each other. And then I'm sitting yeah. here, I was like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. Like for me, it was you know Octopath Traveler two, and um, of course a bunch of other games I was playing on. You know, Fiat Rhythm um, came out around that time. You know, a bunch of different stuff came out in February. So it's just like it was really tough for me to actually decide what I want to play because I'm the type of person too that likes to focus on one game mm-hmm. before moving on to the next one. Um, just like this week, where you know this week I, I you know I played a little bit more of Octopath Traveler two, but um, for the most part I played Wu Long until I couldn't anymore because my save got deleted, and then moved on to Dealfold promptly after that. So there you go. But before we go, Kevin, surprise, we actually have a late entry question. This comes to us from I Can't See. Shout out to I Can't See in the chat, by the way, for for letting me know that this came in while we were actually recording a couple minutes ago. Um, The question, of course, is, does anyone try games on Game Pass but find that would be better on Switch or Steam Deck? I found this with Nobody Saves the World, um, Skull and Chained Echoes. So, I mean, I'm not the type of person that really likes to play most modern games on Switch anyways. So this problem definitely doesn't happen with me that often. Like a lot of times I'll play a game on Game Pass, but I'm just going to play it on Game Pass rather than spending the money on another platform. Unless I really feel like I want to reward the developer by purchasing the game even though it's on game pass because i mm-hmm. i almost don't care where i play it at that point um but what about you kevin what do you think about this question i've never once felt this way because i don't like handheld gaming um the last week i've been i'm like should i get a steam deck to play all these yeez games i just bought on steam i'm like no no i'm not i've never used it it would sit there I, i'd rather just sit down and stare at my big tv or my computer monitor and play a game so i've never booted up my xbox and been like man i really wish i could be playing handheld with this right now so that's that's not for me i recognize games that i'm like oh this will probably do really well on the switch because of the type of game it is like a tinykin for example was one that comes to mind where i'm like this would appeal massively to the switch audience but i'm not upset that i played it on xbox i wasn't sitting there like man i should go get this on switch yeah like i, I definitely understand why people do that though because i know there are certain individual like a lot of individuals in our community are like that where um you know even though it's on uh, other platforms like they might play it on game pass or just uh, or from the get-go decide they're going to get the switch version despite the fact that the switch version is the worst running version or steam deck like i just personally don't have a steam deck so um unfortunately i just don't really you know i'm not really at that place uh, and yeah like i definitely um understand the appeal as to why someone would do that but i just think you and i are just aren't that people those people. no yeah it's, it's it's just it's just not for us and and he, uh, he says in the chat what i mean is the aesthetic just the turn-based interface or art style yes i like octopath traveler is a game when it came to xbox i was like i can see why this was successful on switch right. i understand uh because of the aesthetic because of the way the gameplay loop works so i totally get what you what you mean by that i'm just even then, like I will play, play pixel art games on my big OLED TV and be like, this is fine. I don't like it's it's good. I mean, I'm playing Octopath Traveler 2 on PlayStation 5. Like I'm yeah. not playing I'm not playing it on Switch. Like it's on Switch. Um, but that like even though the aesthetic kind of fits in with the Switch motif, I'm not playing there. But because because the way the thing is, like the way I actually consume Switch content, I actually hook it up to my TV. I don't play portably. So Me like too. like when I was playing Metro Prime Remastered or playing, you know, Fire Emblem Engage, I was playing it on the, the big screen rather than playing on portable or anything like that. Um, 
Although I'm, there was a couple times where when when my girlfriend and I were playing Fire Emblem together on the couch, of course we were playing it portably then, but for the most part, you know, I'm usually playing Switch on on the monitor or the the big TV usually. Same. The the last time I played Switch handheld was when I lost power this weekend and it was the only I was like there's nothing to do in my apartment and I was like wait the Switch is charged I can yeah. I can pick it up and play. That's the only scenario where I'm like handheld is the way to go right now. Yeah. Um and Lockleth, yes, I played Soccer Story on my big OLED TV. Yes, I did. Also, fun fact, I also have an analog pocket, which is also like a like a modern day take on the Game Boy. Um, it plays Game Boy carts and, and Game Boy Advance carts. And actually, that's like when I'm going places or when I'm playing portably, that's actually usually the game, the, the console I usually play portably. It's the analog pocket because I, I, you know, I pull out some I'm the I'm the dude that goes on the, the bus, Kevin, and whips out a Game Gear game, just plays ga- the Game Gear version of columns while riding the bus in 2023 at this point like i am that guy just because so live your best life yeah exactly well anyways i think that's gonna do it for this show kevin i think we ran through all the stuff we wanted to run through but before we go kevin uh first of all thank you so much for for hopping on in the car with us this week where can people find you on the internet yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. If uh, people want to come here more, you can go over to uh, Save the Game Media's YouTube channel. Uh, we're also on all audio feeds. We have a plethora of podcasts, just like Carpool Gaming. Uh, basically, a new podcast coming out every single day. So if that sounds fun to you, go over there, drop us a sub. We're aiming for a thousand subscribers this year. Um, like I said, audio, YouTube, we're everywhere. And then you can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one seven I and O and seven A. Nice. Also, you're on the Discord quite a bit too. So if people are on, sure. on the Discord, you know, get, go go say hi ke- hi to Kevin in the Discord. He's 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 pretty awesome. Of course, one of one of the the stalwarts of the Carpool Gaming Discord as far as you know people coming to, in and interacting over there. But as for me, you can find me on Netscape Navigator. You head on over to the address bar. You type in http colon forward slash forward slash www.twitter.com slash Ryan Turford. You can also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming, and on podcast services around the globe. So for Kevin Ainsworth, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 281 of the Xbox Drive. Only 19 more episodes until episode 300, and we're out. The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. Please subscribe to Robbie Bobby Miller's Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME is called Video Game Boy. It's available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please make sure to support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Bowza, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you're interested in joining on up, head on over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.